Welcome to our Advent Renewal Series. Today we'll be reading The True People of God. Luke 4, verses 1-2 through 2 says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. Who are the true people of God? A long time ago, they were the family of Abraham. Later, they were the people of Moses led out of Egypt, mostly ethnic Hebrews, but with a ragbag of other people who had joined them. The prophet Elijah thought he was the only faithful person left, but in fact, God had 7,000 people who'd refused to worship Baal. Today, the people of God is made up of all who are true followers of Jesus, whether Jew or Gentile. But there's a very real sense in which the true prophet of God has only been one person, Jesus. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. He's fully God. God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, as the Nicene Creed declares. But Jesus is also fully human. He isn't the same kind of in-between being, a half-God, half-man hybrid. He's both fully and truly divine, and fully and truly human. He's as human as you are. And that means Jesus is not only God with us, he's also become us with God. He's the true humanity, the true Israel, the true people of God. In the Garden of Eden, the first human being, Adam, faced temptation. He had to choose to trust God or doubt God, to follow God or follow Satan. Humanity in the person of Adam failed the test and sin entered the human race. Now we all have an inbuilt bias against God. Adam set humanity on a course that ends in destruction, Romans 5 verse 12 says. So God chose a new people to be his people, the people of Israel. They would be the people through whom he would bless all nations. He gave Israel a new beginning. He rescued them from Egypt and brought them before his throne, symbolized by Mount Sinai, to make a covenant with them. Indeed, God calls the nations his firstborn son. This nation of nobodies was reborn as a new humanity. Then, like Adam, they experienced a period of testing. They were tempted as they journeyed through the wilderness. They sent 12 spies to investigate the land God had promised them. Ten spies returned with stories of giants, of people too powerful for the Israelites to defeat. The other two returned with the same stories of giants. But they saw people the Israelites could defeat with God's help. So the Israelites were presented with a clear choice. They could choose to trust God or doubt God, to take the land or run away. And the new humanity failed the test. As a result, that generation of Israelites spent 40 years in the wilderness. In Luke 3, verses 21 to 22, Jesus is baptized. Like Israel, he passes through the river Jordan and route to inherit the land. Like Israel, he's called God's son. But Jesus is not just the new Israel. He's also the new humanity. So Luke then traces his genealogy, taking it all the way back to Adam, the son of God. Then, like Adam and Israel, Jesus is tested by Satan. Like Israel, his testing takes place in the wilderness. Like Israel, it involves 40 units of time, 40 days to parallel their 40 years. Satan tempts Jesus to turn the, from the task before him. He offers him shortcuts that would compromise his mission. But unlike Adam and unlike Israel, Jesus resists. He is faithful. He is true. Indeed, 
Jesus responds to Satan's three enticements with three words from the book of Deuteronomy, the record of the words Moses spoke to Israel at the end of their 40 years in the wilderness. Jesus is the true Adam, trusting God's word. Jesus is the true Israel, remaining faithful to God under pressure in the wilderness. Jesus is the true humanity, perfectly embodying all that humanity was intended to be. So Jesus is not just the divine Son of God, the second person of the Trinity. Jesus is also the true human Son of God, faithful to our Father Creator. He is the image of God because he is perfectly images God as no one but the divine Son could. But he is also the image of God because he perfectly fulfills the calling of humanity to reflect God's glory in God's world and rule over creation in power and love. All of this is impressive. It evokes our praise, but on its own, it is not really good news. Indeed, it's rather intimidating. If Jesus is the model of what it means to be truly human, which he is, then I may as well give up because it's a standard I can never achieve. But Jesus is also with us as us with God. He's our representative. His faithfulness becomes our faithfulness. Our humanity is now wrapped up in his humanity. We're used to the idea that as Christmas, that at Christmas, Jesus took on human flesh. He had a real human body. He was flesh and bone. If you cut him, he would bleed. He got sweaty, hungry, tired. We're also used to the idea that the resurrection of Jesus was a physical resurrection. It's one of the central pillars of our faith. It wasn't just that the memory or ideals of Jesus lived on after his death. He really, literally, physically rose from the dead. The risen Christ had a real body, albeit a transformed physical body. What we don't always appreciate is that the same is true of his ascension. Jesus didn't leave his body behind when he ascended into heaven. It was real, literal, physical ascension. The Jesus who sits at the right hand of God has a real body. He's still as human as you are. There is a human being in the presence of God. He is us with God. And he is there as the promise that one day we will join him along with our resurrected bodies. So what, what should you do when you are tempted? Look up with the eyes of faith. Look up and see Jesus in heaven on your behalf. Whatever sin offers can't compare with the glory that awaits you and which is guaranteed for you by the presence of Jesus in heaven. And what should you do when you fail and fall into temptation? Look up. Look up and see Jesus in heaven as your representative. Your place with God is as secure as his. For Jesus is us with God. Let's pray. Jesus Christ, ascended man, passing through the clouds for me, there before the Father's throne, our redeemed humanity, human flesh is now with God. Jesus be our guarantee. Amen.